Hey, everybody, welcome back. HSC Podcast 85. Got Big Box Steve on the mic. Big Smooth and Fresh Wes. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like. I'd uh, love to hear some comments. Anything you want us to talk about regarding um, NCAA football or NFL, that's what uh, this season's all about. So leave anything in the comments. Talk about uh, last week's college football and NFL updates. Quite a few things happening. So this should be a, a busy podcast here with all the, the recent stuff going on and um, the release of the college football playoff rankings. You know, uh, trade deadlines, coaches, things like that. So we're going to get into it all today. Uh, first, we've got a trivia question for you guys. So you can't uh, can't Google on this one. So I'll give you a second to think about it. Up to this point in the NFL season, which teams have the least amount of – Offensive yards, top five. Raiders. Um, Panthers. I got to pull it back up here. Let's see. Okay, so top five. Uh, Raiders, Wes's pick. They are... Not in the top five as far as least amount of yardage. They just can't score. Uh, Derek said Panthers. That's number four. Panthers are number four. Steelers. Steelers are number one. Least amount of yards this season. Mm. Keep guessing. Keep guessing. You get it eventually if you guess all the teams. Patriots. Patriots are not. Patriots are surprisingly um no. Browns. Not. Browns also are surprisingly not. Oh. Arizona. Arizona's middle of the pack, believe it or not. The Bears. The Bears are not either. The Bears are actually um, right up there above the Cardinals. I think they're in like 12th or something like that. 15th. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple teams on here. There's one team you should get. They're a very heavy defensive team. They're AFC team. Two teams Jets related. Jets. There you go. Yeah. Jets are number yeah. two. Right. I mean, obviously losing Aaron Rodgers being the season didn't help them. The last, and there's another one related to Aaron Rodgers. Packers. Packers are number five. But the the, the, the hardest one to get on this list, which I would have never guessed it in a million years. Well, I mean, if you give me 32 tries, I guess I'll yeah. get it. <laughs> um, One more guess each. Let's hear it. I'm trying to remember all the teams. Baltimore. Um, I mean, yeah, Cincinnati. 
There it is. Cincinnati Bengals. Because they were so bad early. They were so bad. Right. And they came up, actually, to number three. Worst. (laughs) They were at one point the worst, the lowest in yards, which, I mean, you're looking at Burrow and Chase and uh, Mixon and T. Higgins and Boyd, like, how do you go be at the bottom of offense, you know? Um, So that was an interesting one. I had a hard time with that. Uh, I got the Jets right off, uh, Panthers right off. You know, the other three were pretty hard, Steelers, Bengals, and Packers. Because you would think teams like Arizona, uh, the Giants, you know, the Patriots, the Bears, the Raiders, like all those teams I would would put up there, or you'd think would be up there. All right, well, let's talk college football first here. Uh, Looking at last week's, there wasn't a lot of big games, but there was a couple real important ones, right? So let's just start off with the Oregon and Utah game. State Oregon dominates. I mean, that is a statement game, right? They only give up six points, no touchdowns. And then you go out and score 35 on a pretty good – historically pretty good as well, Utah defense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What does that say for Oregon here going forward? You know, I mean, I've heard claims from ESPN analyst Kirk Herbstreet saying Oregon's the the one team he wouldn't want to play in the NCAA right now. Which, you know, I'm not a huge Herbstreet fan, but it's interesting to hear that kind of analysis. Yeah. And then other national analysts have said the same thing. They're the one team you don't want to play right now. They're more the most complete team that's outside the, I think it was, you know, you have a, who knows what's going on with Michigan. There's tons of. Yeah. And they haven't played anyone. Uh, Georgia still it looks really good, but they haven't been challenged. Um, Ohio State was challenged by Penn State, but Penn State has no offense. And then what has Florida State really played, right? right. Yeah. They have the, the big game to start the season. The LSU. Uh, yeah, being a pretty good LSU <laughs> team. But, yeah, I think a lot of those teams – you know, come up here at the end of the season, that's where a lot of these tests are going to come in for some of these top five teams. Uh, you know, even though Washington hasn't been playing well, I mean, you look at Washington at number five, beat Oregon already, still undefeated, you know, with a good chance to finish undefeated. And if they beat Oregon again in a Pac-12 championship, that's got to look like one of the top teams. Oh, Yeah. I think if Washington and Oregon went out and play again, whoever wins that is guaranteed to be one of the four. You would think so, right? I I would think so. Because I think between Ohio State and Michigan, one will be out. Yeah, one has to lose. They play twice technically, right? Most likely. No, I I think they do still do divisions. Yeah, it's, divi- it's division, so whoever wins oh. Ohio State and Michigan goes to the Big Ten Championship, 
and they're going to play right. somebody yeah. from an inferior division. Right, right. That's so right. Like, no, I don't get, okay, I know it's going to change and stuff, but whoever thought of those divisions? Right. Ohio State, That's... Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State all oh. in the same side. <laughs> right. Yeah, Wisconsin's over on the other side going, yes. Yeah, totally. Because it's, it's almost like Ohio State versus Michigan. And basically, the winner is going to play Wisconsin. Like, right. they're going to roll Wisconsin. So should should they even have divisions? Like I mean, that's... well, I think I think I think what they're going to do is they're going to load the Pac ten teams into the Wisconsin league, right? Right. You're going to load all those teams, and I don't know they will they'll change it, flip things around a little bit. But you're basically going to have West versus the East. Still, well, this is how bad it is. Right now, there's kind of a four way tie. In the West, and it's Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. Yeah, right. It's like a, in Nebraska, yeah, I mean, like four or five and three or something. Yeah, That's can right. you imagine them playing Nebraska in the <laughs> in the Big Ten championship? <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that would be sad. Yeah. Like. Well, that that's what I'm saying. It'd be sad that if that would be your Big Ten championship, right? That's why this division thing. Yeah, it needs some. Either get rid of it, or you have to balance it. They're gonna, they're gonna. Like I said, they should, they should load most of the Pac-12 teams into the West. What the, you know, what's it called? What's what's what are the divisions? It's ridiculous what they're called. It's not even called. It's called Legends versus versus Legends and something. I don't know. This says West and East, so they might have changed it. They might have changed that because yeah. it's so stupid. Yeah, I think when I remember when Nebraska first came over, I thought they had it, some weird name for it. Yeah, they did. They did. It was weird. Yeah, it's just a weird concept. I guarantee you that with all that money, they're going to change it. So, right, right, and then they're going to fix mean, that problem. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, you know, if you have a West division you're going to put the west teams in it <laughs> usually um so then then you just have like what packed old pack 12 versus big 10 powerhouses yeah. well um, it's so weird even looking at what is west and what is east so you have um michigan michigan state in the east but minnesota and wisconsin in the west aren't right. they all like bordering each other yeah, and they're like right on the same area it, line, right? But a lot of these teams are, to be honest with you. Like, I guess you know, you look at like Illinois; they're really not that far off of Michigan. You know, um, Indiana, a little bit more west, but they're in the east. Yeah, uh, Nebraska obviously is probably the furthest west of all those teams. Right. You know, Purdue's in Indiana. Northwestern's in Chicago area. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Illinois and Northwestern together. But yeah. So Purdue's in Indiana, but Indiana's in the East. Right. So yeah, I think hopefully they do some restructuring that makes sense with the new teams joining. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I would love or to they see... just go to like a no. Right. Right. 
no no conferences best right. teams play mm-hmm. which makes the most sense you know i guess the sec still has conferences though too right yeah so we still have that same problem down there but well, at least there's a more balanced you know texas and oklahoma yeah because you know like in the east you have it's but I would say the West has usually been better. Alabama, LSU. Well, I guess it's about the same. Because Alabama and LSU are the two powerhouses in the West. Right. The East had Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Florida's had their up years. Tennessee's had their up years. Yeah. You know, same with, like, when you're talking Auburn well, and LSU and stuff, they've had up yeah. and down years. I mean, Georgia's had... I mean, Georgia re- just recently has been really good. Before that, right. they were good, but not. Yeah. They play good teams, good players. Like a lot of people, a lot of good players out of Georgia. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, as far as, you know, again, games last week, uh, you know, Oregon State, you know, kind of shot themselves in the foot there. Uh, that's just a tough loss for them at that point yeah. in the season. Uh, but again, you know, I was so saying last week is that Arizona team's tough. You know, that's right. That's, that's a tough team to play. Uh, North Carolina, basically, you know, last two They're weeks of just throwing away their season. And then uh, <laughs> Colorado loses again. <laughs> And they get so their jewelry of, stolen too. Yeah, yeah. Add a little insult to injury. Um, I guess that you know it kind of pushes, keeps pushing back that Colorado hype. Yeah, I mean that's the thing too. It's like Dion has no tactfulness. He's basically goes out and reams and says, "I got to get new offensive linemen because mine suck." Yeah, he says that at our press conference. <laughs> Probably yeah. inspiring a lot of a lot of confidence into your kids there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's a like a huge fad and it's it's looking pretty bad. And you know, the more he talks, the more he sounds pretty doesn't know what he's he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, you yeah. don't say stuff like that. There's a lot of things that have been said and done. And it's like, what are you guys doing? You know? I mean we knew that we're, they weren't going to be like a 10-win team. But right. still, I mean, you got to at least make a bowl game, don't you? There's there's definitely been coaching deficiencies if you watch their games, you know. Uh, you know, just different situations, everything from play calling to clock management, you know, to um, defensive schemes and, and, you know, those type of things where – you know, they have, they're loaded with lots of good talent, you know, maybe not on the offensive line, but in other positions, tons of good talent. And, and so they're going to win games. But I, I do think that watching them this year has kind of, for me, put out a little bit of their coaching deficiencies across the board. And well, I don't I know that you can make up that. Dion's a great recruiter. Right. Well, yeah, that's it, the advantage there. Yeah, they're going to the Big 12. It, it will be different next year. Uh, it's going to be, you know, they'll they'll be better next year. It's just they just they don't look good. And 
it's tough because not now you got Oregon State going down there to play him. And yeah. Oregon State can't pull in Arizona with data Arizona. They got to go out there and, you know, you can't take any of these teams lightly. No, they're going to run the ball, though, right down Colorado's throat because their defense is not good. Imagine this, though. Like, you're talking about Colorado going back to the Big 12. Utah's going to run that conference. Yeah, I mean, Texas, you know, I mean, Oklahoma also. Leaving no, they're there. gone. Oklahoma's gone. Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. Yep. Yes. Yes. I mean, with both of them going, it's yeah. It's it, just going to be nothing Utah. there, right? Yeah. I mean, Kansas is good, but Utah should be the best team in that conference. But I'm just saying, Colorado can be third or second in that yeah. conference. Absolutely. And at this point, when you have a 12-team playoff. You know, you never know. You could get, I mean, you'll be like a tw- 11 or 12 seed, but you can get in the playoff. And that, and the Will the Pac 2 have an automatic bid? Isn't that funny? <laughs> the pack You're going to have an automatic bid. That's hilarious. Better be Oregon State. You're going to screw that one up. Uh, you know, the thing with Colorado that they will get good recruiting class next year, you know, and that's that's definitely a benefit to them going forward. I mean, there's so much NIL money that that's going to come into that program, at least right now, that you're going to get recruits just for that reason as well. So I could see them getting some big time recruits and yeah, but I don't know if you're going to get better. I don't think you're going to get the offensive and defensive linemen though. That's the trouble is, you know, because where if you're offensive defensive line, you want to stay SEC because that's how you get to the pros. Or like Ohio, Ohio State, State, Michigan, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, Wisconsin, Notre Dame has right. been big with offensive linemen. So it'll be interesting to see if they're recruiting next year and how they fare in the Big Twelve. Uh, I think it, they, it, the Pac twelve this year's kind of gone how we thought it would go, even though there's a lot of hype around it. You kind of knew that. Well, this is reality. Well, you still got let's see, one, two, three, four, four. six Pac-12 teams in the top twenty in the rankings. Right. For some reason, USC is twentieth. They're <laughs> still That's crazy. I, I mean, I guess USC is the last game to talk about here before we go to next week's games. But I mean, you, you put a one point fifty to forty nine win against Cal. <laughs> And you had to score 21 in the fourth to do it. You know, I mean, it's, I I mean, I don't, I can't see USC as a top Pac-12 team right now. Well, we'll find out this week when they play Washington at home because, right. I mean, Washington should win the game, but still, when USC's putting up 50, right? Their defense can't stop anybody. We know that, <laughs> but still, it's crapshoot when you when you think about it, because Washington looks a little sketch on offense. Their defense They're struggling is, a little bit. They uh, they give up thirty three against Stanford. I mean, they just look they don't look 
They don't look right right now. So that I, that's going to be a big game. Well, yeah, I, I mean, look, it's probably going to win, but I mean, yeah, I mean, looking at next week's games, that's obviously a big one because I mean, if USC, they still want to have a good season, you know, so that they go to seven and three right there, they drop out of the top 25. That's not a good look for USC. So it is still an important game for them. And Washington, like, you can't lose this game. Like, if you lose this game, you're, you're putting yourself in trouble for to finish the season. But I guess Washington, even one loss won't hurt them that bad because they still have to win out and then yeah. play Oregon anyway. They, so. hold the, they hold the tiebreaker with Oregon. They just right. run out. And they're going to play each other anyways, figure right. out who goes. But that will still hurt because if you have – both teams with one loss, it hurts the, you know, like then you could be like, well, Michigan and Ohio right. State. Or... Both have well, one loss too to each other. Yeah, I mean, it definitely hurts the playoff chances for Washington if they if they do come try to get in with one loss for sure. I think Oregon already hurt themselves with that same thing. Right. Yeah, But I think Washington. like the national media thinks, looks at it as Oregon won that game, but they, you know, they threw it away. Right. Yeah, I mean, still the loss on the record, right? Yeah. Which I think that's tough for them. But I, I do think that matters, like you're saying, when it comes to the end, if you have these undefeated teams or even the one-loss teams, when you start talking about an Oklahoma or a Texas or Wash or a Ohio State or a Michigan, uh, uh, an Alabama, right? Like all all these things are going to come into play later. What happens if Alabama wins out, beats Georgia in the SEC championship? Are we going to keep Georgia out? Well, that's what I mean. Uh, So now you get to a lost Georgia team. That's the problem here. It's it it could turn into a real mess, big mess. But that those things happen. Yeah. So a loss definitely doesn't help a Pac-12 team right now. Like they no, obviously to... Air Force, if they went out, should be in. <laughs> yeah, you got to put Air Dude, Force up there. Air Force runs a triple option. That's yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and speaking of next week, also, like, so we got that USC Washington game, but then you've got like Georgia's first test, right? So they're playing uh, Missouri. Who Missouri's not the greatest team in the world, but they're ranked twelve yeah. and seven and one. Missouri, Missouri's talented. They got some skill guys. They're kind of sneaky good. Georgia should not take them lightly. You never know. I mean, you know? you're giving giving Georgia fifteen and a half in that game. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, and you're missing your best player, Powers. Yeah, Powers at all. Like, yeah, I don't know if I trust that line, but I, I mean, I think Georgia could still. We'll still probably win that game because it's in Georgia, right? Yeah. So, but that's still a big game. I think, again, this is, I think this is the first time they've played a top 15 team, right? Oh, boy. So this is, this is definitely a test for Georgia. And especially if Bowers isn't playing. 
No, let's see. Yeah, they haven't played. I think like their toughest game, I feel like, was like Auburn. Oh, yeah, they beat Auburn by seven. Yeah, then they... Well, I think Kentucky was ranked when they played them, right? Right. I think Kentucky was around 20. And then they beat Kentucky 51 to 13. Yeah. And then they beat, yeah, Vanderbilt 37-24 to 43-20. So... They're definitely winning games, you know, convincingly when they need to. Oh, South Carolina, they lost. They only won by 10. But, yeah. So, I mean, it is, like I said, it's a top 15 team, a team with a good record. So, I guess you would say, you know, this is kind of Georgia's first test of the year. Yeah, they get Um, Georgia's got Missouri, who's 14, or – yeah, miss then Mississippi, who's eleven, and then Tennessee, who's nineteen. So yeah, and then the SEC championship. Well, then Georgia Tech, and then the SEC championship. Yeah, if they if if they win out, right? Yeah. So, so all their harder tough. games are at the end of the year. Right. So we're gonna find out a lot about Georgia in the next four weeks. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma, just real tough loss last week. Now they go play Oklahoma State. Uh, so you got number nine and number 22 there. That should be a, an interesting game. Oklahoma State's running game is is good, solid. And I don't know how well Oklahoma will defend that. And then LSU-Alabama. So that's another the other big game. So LSU, uh, LSU's 14, Alabama's 8. It's in Alabama, in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Daniels is playing really well. A lot, lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of interceptions. You know, how does that? How does this game look on paper? Like, does Alabama win this? Because Alabama has not looked strong in their wins. LSU beat them last year, and I think Alabama. I mean, Alabama. I think playing at home. And after what happened last year, I think they do win, but it's going to be a good game. You know, they're going to really have to, they're going to have to really contain Daniels in that offense. You can't just let, it can't be a barn break. They get into a shootout, LSU's going to win. Right. I mean, so the defense is going to have to play better than they did last year. Because I don't think Alabama – I think Alabama is still quarterback. They're still – just still not right offensively. So. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm sold on their quarterback yet. Um, you know, they're still Alabama, so they still have a lot of talent, you know, on both sides of the ball. But I agree. If this gets into a score, a high-scoring game, I think Alabama could definitely lose this game. I don't think that's what you want against LSU for sure. No. You know, you, you get neighbors out there that I mean, he could go for two hundred yards. See, yeah, Oregon State, Colorado, Kansas. You know, playing. I mean, there's not really any other big games there. Kansas State, Texas. I guess that's that's still kind of a big game for Texas. Kansas State's six and two. Yeah, and they're you know, always sneaky. 
Yeah, and I mean they're four and one in the Big Twelve, so they're right there now with the Oklahoma loss. So that's, that's a big game for Texas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is is yours back? I know he was he was hurt for a while. Well, they. I don't think he's back yet. But maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, because that makes that tougher for them. Um, he's a big part of their offense. It doesn't say that if he's says back the backup or not. Murphy in line to start against Kansas State. Wow. Play. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know. That, that might spell trouble for Kansas here or for Texas. I mean, why isn't Arch coming in? Come on, come on, Texas. <laughs> I think they're they're redshirting him, right? No. Get him an extra year on the bench. Like that's the thing is like, are these quarterbacks really going to stay four years? Come on. Yeah. Um, but I think you get so many quarters you could play, so I think you can get like seven or eight quarters on your redshirt. Yeah, get a little bit of time in. You could definitely play a little bit. Uh, although he hadn't looked great at the beginning of the year anyway. I don't know if you saw any of his uh, early uh, camp games, but, man, he, he was not looking solid. He's a Manning. Just throw him out there. <laughs> you just expect big things, huh? So, yeah, I mean, that's where we're at college football right now. Um this is a big week, but obviously the last, the next coming four weeks here are really going to spell out the season. Like a lot of these teams are hitting to their, you know, the tough parts of their schedule, which is, is interesting how that's playing out. Uh, well then last, before we move from college football, what did you guys think of the actual um, college football playoff rankings that came out and they got Ohio state at number one. I mean, it's too early for me. You have too many games left. It doesn't really matter. So if Ohio state wins out, sure. Yeah. That'll be number one, but still have to play Michigan. Right. So that's the thing. You got Michigan in the top four too, but, and the Washington is five. So, but you know, you can just win out, and then not every team can win out. So it's early well, who, for me. who would be your number, your guys' number one in the college football ranking right now, the playoff ranking? I, I'd probably say Ohio State right now, just because that win against Penn State, you just saw both sides of the ball. You know, they they were pretty dominant. Um, Oregon's the hottest team to me, but they did take the loss against Washington. Washington's kind of sputtering. So, yeah, right now, like, Ohio State, to me, just barely over Georgia and Michigan. You know. Yeah. Is that a strength of schedule thing, or you just don't think Georgia and Michigan have played the Yeah, the Georgia and Michigan. Georgia, Michigan, they haven't really played. You know, they they haven't played a a top ten team. So, okay. 
but you see, but Ohio State, you just see the talent. You see the talent at a lot of positions. And then you got Marvin Harrison Jr. And that quarterback is playing better. You know, he's starting to play better. But with those weapons, with Henderson coming back, I mean, they looked pretty good last year. He ran for 150 yards. Yeah, they just yeah. – there's a lot of talent on that field with that team. The eye, they kind of passed the eye test for me. Yeah. For me, I, I couldn't argue with Ohio State. But for me, I would say, you know, come on, dude. Georgia's back-to-back champion. Yeah. How can you not have them number one? They haven't lost a game. I know they haven't played as much as good as Ohio State, but you know, how can you take the number the team that's won back to back championships and say, No, you're not number one? Yeah, and won twenty-five straight. <laughs> yeah. To be uh, the gotta, man, you got to beat the man. Yeah, I tend to agree with that just because I I do think that it's hard to take the a back to back champ. That's one twenty-five games in a row. Has the number one ranking in the standard polls and not put them as number one in the college football playoff ranking. That's well, that. That's kind of hard for me. It's like Wes said; they're not looking at the names. Yeah. They're looking at what's happened. And Ohio State beat Penn State. Right. Yeah. So straight to schedule, but uh, yeah. So you look at Georgia. Obviously, can eliminate that with their next couple of weeks of games. Right. Yeah. And Florida State's interesting in there too because, you know, they they just don't play a hard enough schedule. There's just not enough good teams for them to play in the ACC. Uh, but, they? you know, I mean, no, especially said, North Carolina just. Right. Now that North Carolina's falling off because they won't even. I mean, who knows how they're going to finish? But yeah. That's tough for Florida State. But but you also got Washington here, okay? So you're you yeah, Washington may not be playing right now as good as that you'd want them to look in the eye test, but look, you already beat Oregon. You beat mm-hmm. the number six team that everybody's saying is the best team, but yet you're undefeated. You beat a top ten team, probably what looks like a potential playoff team. Why is Washington not up there? Well, it's like what I said, though. They haven't looked good since. And it's, I test, you know, you win at home. That's one thing. It was a home game. So you give yourself like a three points, and that's what it was. It was a fluky game. Um, If it's played on a neutral field, Oregon probably wins. Yeah. But the, the Ohio State-Penn State game, that was played in Ohio State. And it wasn't. But it was not close. It was close all game. It's just that, yeah, that but right at the, the score end. was close, but it wasn't. Yeah, it the Penn State that it's a head scratcher because on one hand, Ohio State looked good. They did shut down Penn State. On the other hand, Penn State did shut them, themselves down. You know, right. and, and their offense was terrible. Their their whole mindset was terrible. So still you you kind of have to put an asterisk next to that game, but I'm just saying, you just see, I mean, still, Ohio State's defense is good. They're better than they were last year. Yeah, um, this, their defense has played well, um, and they played well in the Penn State game. 
Uh, it's again, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying Washington should be better than Ohio State, but I'm, I'm just, I just see that that's not a lot of respect to a team that, however, the game finished, like they won the game against Oregon, right? So you've beaten one of the top teams in the country that everybody's looking at as a potential playoff team, and you're undefeated. So there is something. I don't think there's just not a lot of respect going for Washington there. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, I give more credence to it. Florida State because they played LSU week one. Yeah. They didn't really play did. Cupcake University, you know, and wait until you got to Oregon before you played a tough. You know, that's the thing is when you play a really tough team early, you know, and who knows, sometimes it looks good and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that team lost five games. Right. But if you schedule hard clashes that early, I mean, what was Washington's? There wasn't a lot of that this year in general, though. There wasn't no, a lot of was... big games across the board. It was just Florida, Utah, and Florida right. State, LSU. Right. And then the next week, Texas played Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, I think those – but, you know, you typically you would see more of those mm-hmm. kind of big games early. I, I just feel like we didn't see a lot of them this year. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm so. I mean, Washington the, started off the season with Tulsa. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I know every team has, you know, like I said, this year, I don't feel like a lot of teams played very tough schedules. Right. Um, Although, okay, I'll give Washington credit. They they did play Washington or Michigan State in their second yeah. games. Yeah, that's, a, that's you, not somebody you want on your schedule very often. Yeah. I just think, though, it's right now. <clears throat> Florida State, it's because Florida State's been ahead of Washington the whole year. Yeah. And so Yeah, it's it's hard. They they may have been able to jump them after that Oregon game, but they didn't in the rankings. But you could have made an argument for it. Right. Uh, but it's now a, that they're behind them, it's hard. It's the whole adage when you start the season not ranked as high. I mean, Florida State was ranked high. Right. I don't think Washington was in the top 10. to start the season so although i will tell you looking at washington's schedule how they finish if they win out like you gotta put them up you gotta start jumping past people you know uh, in that top four it it could it could be a huge mess because florida state (laughs) sitting there you know i florida state has to be in because they're because they're probably going to run the table yeah, I can't see anybody beating Florida State no. at this point. No, they're, they're going to probably secure that three spot. Yeah, but yeah, it could be. Although, if, if Washington happy. runs the table, they'll bump up to three. I mean, they have you. You imagine they have to because they'd have to beat Oregon twice. They have to beat Oregon twice. Yeah, right. so then Florida State probably four. Dude, right. I could see Washington moving up to like two. Yeah. I could too. Yeah. Uh, depending, you know, I mean, because Georgia, but they got a tough schedule, so it's going to be interesting. We'll see how this plays out. It could be either pretty easy or it could be a big mess. Like, uh, it's going to go one of two ways here. Well, yeah, because you already know Michigan and Ohio State. One of them might knock each other out. Right, they're going to. Like, one of them has to knock the other one out. 
because there's not a, much of a chance that they lose the Big Ten championship <clears throat> after their game, right? Right. So they knocked one out, then they're undefeated. They won their cha- their conference. They're obviously going, right? You can't right. you got either Michigan, Ohio State, and the other one's bumped out. And you you have the SEC winner always goes, right? I mean, that's that's there's no question about that. Right. If they so you got if um it's a one loss or undefeated team, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One loss or undefeated. I, I um I, I have a hard time thinking that any of those teams will win that with two losses, but I guess you never know. Um so you get the SEC, you get the Big Ten, and then you got Florida State. If they stay undefeated, yeah, I mean I, I definitely. Yeah, o- uh, I think Oklahoma shot uh, themselves in the foot by losing this last week. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that hurt them a lot. Yeah. So okay, well, I mean, it's a lot of college football stuff happening there. Um, good thing to watch to the end here. Jumping over the NFL. Oh my gosh! So trade deadline, uh, coaches. So. Let's talk about your coaches first. You, I mean, you guys are obviously happy with the decision for the Raiders to move on from their GM and their head coach. Let me just say, so, you know, we want, when we went, you know, you're the Bears fan, so we went and we watched the game together. And it wasn't like I cared too much. I was watching the game, but I'm just thinking to myself, it doesn't matter if they win Josh McDaniels stays longer. Yeah. And so then they had that horrific game. And first off, you're like, okay, they made the decision to go with Brian Hoyer, which was the most, the dumbest decision bombs. So they come to the next week against the Lions. And Jimmy G, oh my. Yeah, it was bad. So bad. Did I send you guys the thing about um him comparing him to Jamarcus Russell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bad. He's had some interceptions. You're like, what are you doing? And I think that was a nail in the coffin because McDaniels the whole time was like, oh, I need my guys to win. So we ship off Waller. We ship off Carr. We bring in Jimmy G, give him this huge contract, and he is horrendous. Yeah. And the team, yeah. He's looked especially bad at Las Vegas. I mean, he's never been a great quarterback in my eyes, but he was always a game manager, you know, never had a strong arm, but – he was fairly accurate for the most part. That's what surprised me the most when I watched him this year is the amount of balls he's throwing way off target, out of bounds, you know, interceptions right to the defenders. He's doing a bunch of YOLO throws. He just would throw it up and you're like, what is he <laughs> just doing? Closing his eyes and throwing the ball. <clears throat> and I think that's when Mark Davis realized he's like, we were a playoff team with Rich Basacci as coach. Yeah. I bring in McDaniels. We go in. The offense is really good with Carr there, but we blow the five leads, the most ever 
in a season and they miss the playoffs. Oh, okay. Then it's like McDaniel's like, oh, it's Carr's fault. He's not doesn't fit my system. So we get rid of him, bring in Jimmy G because that's my guy. And they've regressed so much. And I think Mark Davis finally is like, I've had enough of all this embarrassment. Well, I, not only that, I think, I think everybody that watched that Lions game, everybody that semi cared for the Raiders like I do, because I semi care for them because I've, I've given up for years. I think there, there are people that got in his ear that said, you know what, you better do something real quick or you are going to have a serious problem with the fan base, with people that have been around the organization for years that have supported, you know, your dad. Somebody got in his area, so you better clean house tomorrow. And he did. Got rid of the GM, got rid of the coach, and then he basically, Jimmy Garoppolo is on the bench for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. And Adel Collins is going to start, which is smart because you need to figure out what you have here with him. And not only that, Devontae Adams, I mean, you sit there and everyone, everyone in the NFL is saying, trade Devontae Adams. Everybody. Free Devontae. I was like, yeah. shut up, people. And so that noise probably got to him too. He's like, no, we'll try to, let's try to salvage this for the most part. And finish out the season with Aiden O'Connell. And then I mean, in, a, in a terrible situation, that's the best they can do here. It's still it's still a terrible situation because yeah. you really don't have a quarterback. Now you don't have a coach or a GM. And who really wants to sign up for all this crap? Like if you're if you're someone that has a good reputation, even if you're in college, do you want to sign up for that? this Mickey Mouse type of franchise. It seems like they built a beautiful stadium and they got a celebrity that lights the torch every week and they get their ass kicked every week. Who wants to sign up for that? The pressure? They're going to be like the Cowboys. They're going to be so much pressure on them to win. You might as well just go to Jacksonville. Go to fuck, you know, go to Cleveland. You have that type of pressure. They don't care over there. So... It's still a bad situation, but it's better today because they they uh, they did what they had to do. Well, and we're not even talking about Ziggler here because he was just as bad. Yeah. Let's give Carr a huge contract with a no-trade clause and then dump him so we get nothing out of a quarterback. Let's yeah. give Waller – let's give Waller a huge extension – and then uh, trade him a week after his wedding. Let's give Hunter Renfro an extension and then keep him on the bench. Yeah. And then let's draft Tyree Wilson, who has leg issues, and the tape had shown he doesn't come off oh. the ball very fast. Right. How could they do that? When they draft him, like, <laughs> are you guys blind? Are you, are you literally blind? You're going to draft him top 10 when you got all these other edge players? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's an edge league now. This they, guy uh, wasn't even right physically. I think they were – I mean, unfortunately, this has kind of always been the Raiders' MO. It's kind of like that boom or bust because, you know, minus the, the injuries, 
athletically and physically gifts and, and skill-wise, Tyree Wills could be a great player. But he has too many other things, you know, that are holding him back. And so it's kind of like, I think the Raiders fell into that the boomer bust. It could be the greatest pick ever. It could just not be a good pick. But let's well, look at I prior history. Be... How many busts have they had the last 15 years? <laughs> That's what so I mean. What do you they... think you should do there? There's all these edge guys right there, right for you to get. You need someone. I to will be. Quarterback. To be fair, at least it wasn't a what the F pick because yeah. lots of people when they drafted him were like oh that's such a good pick it wasn't like taking cleveland farrell at four <laughs> right it wasn't like taking leatherwood in the first round it wasn't like yeah. taking garen conley in the first round what was that receiver that they took oh, what was his name Which one, Darius Bay. Hayward Bay. Darius Hayward Bay. <laughs> but dude the dude he played for like 12 13 years yeah it's just weird. It's just, it's just, they always do those type of picks, though, you know? Right. Well, that, it's like rugs. Now, I think rugs is a whole different situation. Um, But even that, you knew with him, he was just a deep threat. He wasn't Justin Jefferson. He wasn't Judy. He wasn't CeeDee Lamb. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could have had though any of those guys, and they took rugs because he had speed. Yeah. Which yeah, even if 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 Ruggs was still around, Jimmy G couldn't throw to him anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I guess you know you look at what's what they're up for now. You know, obviously, probably turning in for this season. You know, you're putting your rookie quarterback in. I have more you know, excitement, you, though. I'd actually care about watching the games now. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the biggest things, if I'm looking at watching that Lions game, or, you not, I mean, you saw all over the highlights and everything like that. When Devontae Adams goes to the sideline, he slams his helmet down, starts talking to himself, and then, like, in the locker room, the, 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 uh, Talking to the reporters doesn't go so well, right? Like you got to look at that and say, "This is this is this is our star player, right?" Yeah. And if we don't do something now, you know, you may lose him forever. Well, and that's the other thing. It's like if you're watching that game, <clears throat> every year we've I've said we've all said if the Raiders only had a defense, yes, their defense gave up tons to Jameer Gibson, but they were on the field for like. 90% of the game. Right. And you look and you see Max Crosby out there and you're like, they had three turnovers. They yeah. got three turnovers on the lines and it amounted to nothing except for Marcus Peters. Inter- huh? He actually got a pick six for once. I'm like, yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, what is this? this is, what, what is happening here? Am I seeing a Raider, a defensive player running for a touchdown? Like, Holy crap, I was excited. I was like, and then, yeah. yeah. And then besides the Bills and Bears games, the defense had played really well. Right. Now, this game, the numbers don't look at it, but if you watched it, they were, they just got gassed at the gassed. end. Yeah. Holy the, <clears throat> because the offense, yeah, you're right. I mean, offense didn't help them at all. Because, I mean, Jimmy G, the, 3.7 quarterback rating. Like Jameer Gibbs had more scrimmage yards than their whole team. 
Right. Well, and then you know what? Josh Jacobs looked good in that game. Yeah, the little bit he got the ball. Yeah. Yeah, the little bit. Yeah, and th- and they're gonna have to change that going forward. Here is they need they're gonna have to run the rock. Yeah. And well, you know, take some pressure off of O'Connell, and then get get the ball to Adams. I mean, you got to see what you got here. I mean, this is a huge unknown. Like, it sucks for Adams because it's like. He's like, yeah, he fired everybody. I'm still stuck here. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Josh Jacobs. Like, what the hell am I doing here? Well, these, are, these, are, these are Pro Bowl players. You know? It's like, I swear, Josh Jacobs, the whole season, they're running. It's like, he's trying to run through a wall. Now, on the bright side, though, because I think um, with what was going on, like, listening to things, it was because Mark Davis went to, like, Crosby, Adams, Jacobs, and said, yeah. hey, what's going on? What's this? So with him getting rid of McDaniels and, St- and Ziggler, that helps with bringing Jacobs back next year. I think it helps the morale for sure when you come down and when you have players who feel like the coach isn't helping them be successful and is hurting them out on the field, and then you get rid of them, that definitely helps the team morale a lot. Oh, and did you see, and did you, uh, probably not, but Antonio Pierce's press conference? No. Dude, he's he's awesome. He's like, I was born in Compton. We were born in NWA. We were, we were all about the Raiders. And then he starts talking about, and like people were getting pumped up. Like, I'd run through a brick wall for this guy. And think right. about, man, Antonio Pierce, when he was in the NFL, he was a badass. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was awesome. So it's that's the thing. Now they got an a swagger guy. You know, their head right. coach is interim head coach is a swagger guy. Yeah. Who knows about X's and O's? But Dan Campbell's not an X's and O's guy, right? No, no he's not. not a motivator. McDaniel's was never a motivator. You can worry about that stuff later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like it's like Campbell is not that guy. Campbell's the guy that's gonna get everybody to run through a wall. And the X's and O's comes from other guys. You got you, you can roll with this and see how this goes, but you got to bring in good coordinators, though. That's the thing. Yeah, like, you could you could be a motivator guy, but I'll tell you what, Dan Campbell's offensive coordinator is good. Oh, he's, he's real good. And so that's so you look at the Bears' problem. Same thing. Even if you get rid of Eberflus, you don't get rid of the coordinator. You're still in trouble. Well, you know, it's not Iberflus's fault. It's the running backs coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, I, I don't I don't think he was fired for did, that reason. Did, did we but... even get no, an he wasn't, but it even remember it said the standards of our... behavior. Yeah, you know, there was probably my guess is something in the locker room was said, you know, yeah. that wasn't is not politically correct. And these days, you know, you got to be real careful what you well, say. Well, here's my thing with Eberflus. He should be gone just because of that, plus his defensive coordinator. You're the head coach, and you have two people have issues, some kind of issues, yeah. personnel-wise, personal. You need to go. Do you need to go based on record? I, I know. I mean, it could be – you may any other reasoning for him based on everything. When you – don't win games, you know. I mean, you've lost as many games as he's lost up to this point. You got to get rid of him. I mean, even 
Nagy, who was a horrible coach, was still winning games. Like, so you're not winning anything, and that's the problem. So you got to get rid of him. If it was 1975, he would have lost. He would have been one of the first coaches to go, like, lose every game in the season because it was only 14 games back then. Right. He was oh, and he he went on a streak. He was oh for fourteen. That's yeah, bad. It's, it, just the record since he came on. The you know, I mean, like I said, there's so many other issues with that. But like, this is the NFL, and if you're not winning games, you need to get replaced. And then I'm going to bring up GM again. Poles needs to be fired too. Yeah, the dude traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool. Well, it's turned out to be Joey Porter Jr. Now he trades a second-round pick for Montez Sweat, who's a great player, but he's also a free agent. So yeah. now you gave up your second-round pick, which is going to be almost a first-rounder, for a guy that you're going to have to spend so much money on now. Yeah. Because you're going to have to resign him. I, I don't mind, actually. I don't mind as long as he resigns and even if he doesn't re- if he doesn't sign they they get a third compensatory back you know so they're they're just well, they, losing they don't get money. anything back because yeah. yeah if he doesn't sign they get a third i don't think so are you yeah. sure about that because mm-hmm. he didn't start with the team that for the season no they it's the part of the deal like oh, okay yeah read the look at the deal i mean that's what i was reading so so the okay, so I mean, then they just traded back for third round for a third round, right? Yeah, but to the, have uh, him for a team that's not going anywhere this year. The idea, <laughs> the the hope is that they sign him for long term because I do think that he could be a cornerstone for the defense. Because he's not yeah. that old; he's got good experience. He's a good pass rusher, and if you could build, give him some help, right? I mean, you, you got you know knack on the other side, so. Your your edges don't look so bad anymore. Your linebackers, your inside linebackers are decent. I don't mind the trade as long as we get him signed and he's he wants to be there for long term. Yeah. Well, that's for me. The whole problem with me, what I was saying was is Yeah. Now he his agents like ha ha ha. Right. Because we can get overpaid here. <laughs> and the well, fact they're gonna overpay him. They're gonna overpay him, but they have the money to. So you know what? Just do it. That's the way sports goes sometimes, right? You know. Well, and then what I think the biggest thing was he got fleeced because uh, Chase Young went to the Niners for a compensatory yeah. third, right? <laughs> and we're talking end of the third round, not beginning of the second. Well, I think the problem with the the sweat trade was that Atlanta really wanted him too. Oh, gotcha. And I, I think uh, the the commanders worked that deal. They're like, look, yeah. either give us a second or send him to Atlanta. You want him or not? Right. And at that point, like, you've got to make that decision, right? And did I do I think uh, the a high second is overpaying for him? Probably a little bit. I don't think it's terrible because I do think he's a good player. I, I think people underestimate the value of a guy who's played five years, who doesn't miss any games, who has good sacks every game, you know, and is a good solid player. Chase Young, yeah, he's talented, but the dude is hurt all the time. Right. So 
and maybe that'll change in San Francisco. But at this point, Sweat looks like the better, more consistent player. Right. Um, the only problem yeah. for you're not if you're going with Fields over a rookie quarterback, you only got it like a year or so before you have to give Fields a huge contract. Yeah. No, and, and they're going to be hurting, but they do have tons of cap, right? So they they're they're not in a bad position with money for sure, but they will be as the couple of years go by. Because you talk about Jalen Johnson, you talk about Fields, you talk about you know all these other guys. Oh, if Jalen Johnson is going to might be gone, yeah, but he you has know to maybe be traded, maybe bringing Sweat in, you know. And signing him to a contract will convince, hey, Jalen Jones, say, okay, we're committed to defense. Maybe I will sign, re-sign, you know? Because that was all that trade stock was before the, the Montez Sweat right. trade. Uh, it's not as bad as I think it looks on the surface. But obviously, like, you know, you had they went, they there was somebody available and they went for it. Polls is other decisions. There's a lot of decisions I've questioned up to this point. So if he got let go, I, I wouldn't be sad. I mean, once he got rid of Roquan, I was done with him. Like It's like, dude, why are you letting Roquan go? He's going to lead the league in tackles for the rest of his life. Right. So that, that was a tough one for me. And then the Clay, the Clay Paul well, trade was pretty Considering cool. you traded Roquan for – what a second, right? Right. But then you gave your better second for Chase Claypool. Right. That was the problem. Yeah. And you got, you know, Tariq Stevenson out of it. <laughs> and then you cut Chase Claypool. So it didn't really work out well for you there. When you well, didn't they get up? Cut... I thought, didn't they trade Claypool? Oh, yeah. They got like, like a like six a or something. Yeah. It's like a six or something late. I don't know. So not a lot in return, so that was tough. But we'll see how this plays out with Sweat. I said I'm not super worried about that. I'm more worried about what's happening on the coaching level right now. And I'd love to see uh, something different happen. McDaniel's is available. <laughs> that would be the worst. <laughs> You're like you've you've oh, failed man. at two spots. You haven't I... lasted more than a. I don't a year think he'll, and a half at both spots, but we'll give you a chance. Yeah, I don't know that he'll coach anywhere again. Patriots offensive coordinator next year, and then Mac <laughs> Jones makes the Pro Bowl. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. All right, well, let's jump into next week um, or last week NFL games. Wes, uh, you led the way eleven and five. Uh, Derek, we were both ten and six. So not a terrible, you know. Not a terrible week, not our best week, but it wasn't as bad as the week before. That was a tough one. But a few games, like, really kind of threw it off that you thought would be winners, right? Like, it was real hard. Uh, Like, the Broncos-Chiefs, that's a hard game to pick. Right. Oh, but I won. (laughs) I did a parlay on it. The last minute. Because I was making fun of Gabby, and I was like, I was like, no, you know what? I'll take the Broncos. And I was like, I did a parlay and I actually won, but I bet on but I bet on the Chiefs. Yeah, and you're 
Oh, I think we all picked the Chiefs, you know. But I also didn't know Mahomes had the flu. I mean, right. That Mahomes was a game like an hour before the game. They're like, oh, right. Mahomes has the flu. And you're like, yeah. really? And then it was supposed to be a snow game, but they stupidly plowed the field. Yeah, there was yeah. no snow anywhere. Yeah, that was a, uh, that one, you know, kind of throws you off where, and then, um, there's a couple coin flip games too that you know those are hard to pick like Falcons Titans and Jets Giants. Uh, I think Steelers Jags could have win either way. Did you pick the Browns Giants Seahawks? Did you pick the I, Giants? I, yeah. yeah, I took the Giants. Did yeah, stupid Jets, Zach Wilson. Right? I had the Giants. I took the Jets. We all took the Giants. Yeah, well, they should have like, won. I, I was like, did I take the Giants? Well, hello. We didn't think Tommy DeVito would come in and throw for negative. Danny eight DeVito yards. or Tommy DeVito? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Literally, brother. You just bring him out of the stands. Like, hey, in, oh my, in overtime, I was going to throw some. I'm like, I was just, I was so invested because I was like, okay, we've got the Giants here. Let's go. And they didn't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage on three downs. Right. In overtime. It's yeah. like, have some balls. <laughs> you lost. Why didn't you try something? And then we flipped, we flipped the Purdy game, but then Purdy played, right? So I was like, well, I guess I picked San Francisco because Purdy's playing and freaking the Bengals win. Right. But Steve wasn't going to let us change anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can't change after the picks, man. It's, it's locked in. It's locked in. Although, we were told when we talked about that game, you know, we kind of, we talked about the Bengals could win that game. Yeah. So, that it's just hard. It was just hard picking 49ers to lose three in a row at home. Yeah. Well, then for me, what I had the Browns winning, and that was a last second. Yeah, because that, that, that's again, that was a coin flip game for me. Uh, I took the Seahawks because they were at home. But the Browns could have easily won that game. Uh, Panthers won their first game. So that there's another surprise, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but, but, you know, last week, like we saw a pretty good record, but you look at we could have been, you know, it should have based on a couple of games, could have been, you know, two or three losses. Right. Who would have thought Will Levis would have gone crazy? Yeah. To, thank you for throwing to DeAndre Hopkins so much and uh, someone not playing him. Well, that was my I – I just overthought that one. That was my fault. Because I had him in the – I had him in the lineup till like, I don't know, an hour before game time. And I just overthought it. Uh, let's see. Let's let's jump into week nine. Let's get into our picks here. Pull up my picks. All right. So leading off Thursday night football. Speaking of Will Levis, uh, Titans at the Steelers. Uh, Derek, why don't you lead us off? <clears throat> Welcome to the NFL, Will Levis. TJ Watt <laughs> and Highsmith are going to meet you and destroy you. <laughs> uh, it was a great game by Will Levis, but now they've got tape on him. And the Steelers' defense is really good in the pass rush. 
I hate saying it because Kyle, Kenny, whatever, Pickett is so bad. But then he'll <laughs> go throw like a deep. He can still he still throws the ball farther than Garoppolo at least, and he can hit Pickens or Deontay Johnson for some gains. So I got the Steelers winning. It's a home game for the Steelers, so I got the Steelers winning by three to cover. What do you got, it's, Wes? It's kind of weird when Kyle Pickett goes back and <laughs> Cody. It seems it seems like it seems like he just he's like closes his eyes and throws the ball and he does he does make some good throws and then he opens his eyes and he throws picks so um but even at that no the 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 Steelers are gonna wreck Will Levis everyone's like they really root for Will this week and yeah I think the Steelers are gonna their defense is gonna shut them down I say uh Steelers by seven Well, looks like game one, we got to swing games. Because I'm rolling with Will Levis this week. Um, I, I just, I don't like the Steelers. I don't think they're that good. Their defense is solid. They're, they're you know, Watt, undeniable. Highsmith, they're, that part of their defense, especially in the line, is really good. Uh, I think Minka's banged up in the secondary. Um you know, I, I just, it's something about when a guy comes in, plays well. He was that draft guy that, you know, got passed up, or he's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder, a little bit of a chip on Will Levis's shoulder. So I'm going to roll with the Titans here. I'm going to, I'm going to say the Titans win this game. So we can be interesting if the Will Levis doesn't do anything, your sister might make and get the upset here. <laughs> I know. But I, I mean, what am I going to do? You know. Uh, let's see, Dolphins at the oh, not at the Chiefs. This is in Germany. Uh, what do you got, Wes? Dolphins, Chiefs in Germany. NFL so stupid. <laughs> I mean, playing this game in Germany, six thirty in the morning. Uh. I'm the one game we want to watch, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be up. That's not a problem, but it's just uh, I think the Dolphins are going to come through in this game just because I think for themselves, they need it because, you know, there's noise that, oh, you know, it's great. They play good against bad teams, but against good teams, they're just, they can't come through. I think the Chiefs offense, the receipt, they just they just don't look right when it comes to getting the ball to their skill guys. Uh, I still think it'd be close, but I think Dolphins edged them. I think they win by two. Yeah, this is uh, interesting here because the Chiefs just don't look great to me. I get it. Mahomes had the flu. They're playing in cold weather or whatever. Still Denver. You shouldn't lose Denver. But – yeah, they just don't look meshed 100% on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense hasn't looked terrible, but now you're going against, you know, the best offense in the league. So this is a test for the Chiefs, and I don't think they're going to pass. I think the Dolphins win this easily by 10. It's funny to me, you think about it, 
if you you take the names off these teams and then you look at like records, you're like, this one team lost to the Denver. This other <laughs> team scored seventy points <laughs> on Denver. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's weird to say because he hasn't been point. He's been hurt a lot this year for the Patriots, but losing um, Juju Smith Suster has hurt them because yeah. he's he was their go to. You know, receiver that's not Kelsey. Now they got a bunch. I mean, that's what Vandas Scanlon. He's always hit or miss. Yeah, Tony's kind of. He's not really a real receiver. Yeah, and they got a bunch of guys that are fast, Mm. but you know, are stone hands. They just have no threat, you know, besides Kelsey. Right. So I mean, so for this one, I got to take the. Course, we're gonna lose this because it's Mahomes, <laughs> but gotta take the Dolphins because, like Wes said, they gotta win a game against a good team. So, at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, we're all in agreement there. Um, again, you never know once it's in Germany. <clears throat> Let's see, Vikings at the Falcons. This was a tough one because the Vikings are playing better. But then Cousins goes down. And as like or not like Cousins, you know, without him, that's a huge amount of your offense that you're losing. But then the Falcons just look horrible. They're, they're not throwing the ball to their stars. They're not giving the ball to Bijan. And they got Ritter. The bench so, behind him. Yeah, well, and I'm a I'm a fan of Heineke, so I think that's better for them. So I that's why I took the Falcons at home here. It's a close game by three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Derek. I didn't have this game down. Um but yeah, I'm taking the Falcons because you can't take uh Jaron Hall <laughs> with no Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And you got Taylor Heineke starting for the Falcons, so it's a little bit. But yeah, I just don't understand when you have you draft Bijan eighth overall, you draft Pitts top five, and you don't use them. Drafted London at eight. Did they draft Drake London or or maybe fifteen? Eight. Or it was pretty. It was pretty high. And they haven't thrown him the ball either. Well, as well, we'll see if Drake on the He was at least in the top half of the first round. Right. He was eight. So, yeah. yeah. So, think about that. You drafted three top ten skill players, and you're throwing to Mac Hollins <laughs> and John U. Smith. Right. And rushing the ball with Algier. It's crazy. It's crazy. What are you doing? I think their coach... Uh, he's playing fantasy, and the other teams have his players. Maybe. <laughs> All right, Falcons. Wes, what do you got? Yeah, I got the Falcons, too. Yeah, Jaron Hall does not inspire confidence. <laughs> I didn't even know where he was until I realized I did a mock draft with him, and he was, he was like six-round pick. He was from BYU. I never saw him play at BYU. 
So yeah, I'm gonna go with Taylor. My dad calls him Heine. I go, no, it's Heineke. He said, no, Heine, no, Heineke. He's like, no, it's not. I go, yes, it is. Let's call him so Heineken. Um, uh, yeah, I gotta go. Atlanta by four. Uh, Cardinals at the Browns. Derek, what do you got? I gotta go to the Browns here. I think Clayton Toon is starting for the Cardinals. So that Browns defense is just going to be way too much for a rookie quarterback. Even though I have to start him in my dynasty league because <laughs> I'm short on quarterbacks. But yeah, the I got the Browns by probably 14. No, they can't score either. So I'll go 10. <laughs> That's a six. No, it's an eight point spread. It's an eight point spread. What do you got, Wes? Yeah, Toom's the appropriate name for this because uh, the Browns are going to bury him. So I think the Browns' defense is going to shut them down. Uh, a lot, not a lot of points for this game. We got the Browns, though, by eight. Yeah, I think the Browns will cover here at home. Cardinals are one and seven. You know, they're they're still banged up. Now they get rid of Dobbs. I mean, I don't even know if the Arizona will win another game, to be honest with you. Although I thing with Arizona though is they're in every game. Well, that's what I mean. Maybe they, they're like, sweet, we can get some something for Dobbs, because I thought he was playing well. <laughs> Well, they traded him to the Vikings. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> I, For I nothing, he really. It was like a six-rounder. They, they just dumped him. That's just weird, you know? Well, uh, Kyler Murray should be back for week 10. So Yeah. Because he's good. He's good in fantasy, and I need him back. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'd definitely go with the Browns here. And I think they'll cover. Uh, see, Wes. Uh, Rams at Packers. Game of the week. Um, <laughs> well, I I get I gotta go with the Rams by default. I just think the Packers are on a nosedive, and Jordan Love. Uh. He does not look like the second coming of uh, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. Um, so I think the Rams, the Rams look bad against the Cowboys. That's one thing. Yeah, I just think I, I think it's an ugly game. I think Rams win by three. Yeah, it's tough because the Rams have played such a tough schedule. Um. But the problem here with this game is Rams are definitely better than the Packers, but it's in the it's in Green Bay, and you don't know if Stafford's going to play yet because he's day to day, you know, and and it's a thumb injury. You never want a quarterback with a thumb injury. If Stafford plays, I'd go with the Rams, but at this point, I don't know if he's going to play, so I'm going to have to roll with the Packers. Who's the back? Oh, who's the backup for the Rams? That's the big question. Who? 
<laughs> it's not um what's his name because he's in like rehab uh the Georgia quarterback. Uh, Brett Rippon. Oh, Brett Rippon is the backup? Ooh. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, but, you know, I mean, they're just banged up a little bit. Nuku will probably play, but he's banged up too. Uh, Stafford's the problem. Like, so, I don't know. Staff I don't think Stafford's going to play, so I'm going to go with Packers. Da-da-da-da. Mm, What you got, Derek? I I'm gonna have to switch what I had. <laughs> I I'm gonna have to go with the Packers because I can't, like you said, trust Stafford to play. As they said that he he won't need to go on IR. That means he's missing four games. That yeah. doesn't mean he's not gonna miss a few games. And they have, uh, yeah, Brett Rippon, and then they just signed Dresser Win. Where do they <laughs> find these guys? <laughs> I mean, can't we just get some guys that we know? Like, there's got to be guys that I don't care. Like, Andy Dalton. Sure, Dalton's available. Yeah, Dalton's ready. Dalton's oh, Dresser Win from, from the Edmonton Elks. <laughs> oh, nice. Now you might want to play him. He uh, went to UT Martin. You never know about those guys. Could be next Kurt Warner. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, this game, I just, it's like you said, it's in Green Bay. I was wondering, I'm like looking at it, I'm like, why are the Packers favored in this game? You don't go against the odds makers, they know something. <laughs> well, Wes is. Taking the Rams, so looks like we got a sweet yeah. Game. He'll probably get us a game. He's you know winning. I know. So, so. I don't know. He'll put a parlay on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. You got Commanders at the Patriots. Uh, this is tough. I mean, I don't want to bet on the Patriots here, but they're at home, and the Commanders just got rid of like their two best defensive players. So, Patriots at home, I guess I got to go with them. I'm going to take the Patriots in a close game. Yeah. I mean, if they want, if the commanders hadn't gotten rid of Young and Sweat, I would have taken them. Mac Jones, Wes, going to go for 400 yards this game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Patriots are favored by three and a half. I don't think, I think it'll be three. So they won't cover, but they'll win. Yeah. Wes's two favorite teams. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's gonna be Wes is going for a tie. <laughs> no, I, I mean I do have to go with the Patriots just because yeah, the commanders, yeah, just they look like they just want to lose right now. They don't care. Um Patriots do kind of care because um Belichick, yeah, you know, looks like he wants to go out 
mediocre, I guess. Doesn't want to go out too bad. So I think Mac will have a decent game. So taking Patriots by 10. Also, yeah. this is a dress. This is a um, interview here. Rumor has it the commanders want to trade for Bill Belichick. <laughs> Why, to take Why? over their whole organization? Yeah. They can make every decision. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Such a great GM. If they, they just basically said, hey, here's the keys to the castle. That's what he wants. I have no clue. What a desperate franchise that is. They're always looking for something. Uh, I mean, you got to remember, they just got purchased, right? Yeah. So you got so new ownerships in there, right? They want to make a splash. They want to do something to to solidify some type of long-term success. They need to bring Bill Parcells in, right? <laughs> right. He'll probably go back to the Patriots. Uh, let's see, Derek. Bears at Saints. Sorry, Steve. I got the Saints winning by ten in this one. It's at in New Orleans. The Saints defense really good, and Bangeance uh, <laughs> Cinderella story is going to be ending. And hopefully, now your message boards will not be saying he's. Even though I saw, because they sometimes pop up, and there's people like. Well, maybe we should still trade fields and go with Banjan, and then we can draft guys to build around him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to be like, you guys are idiots. But... <laughs> they are. It's bad. Um, and the Bears' defense is bad, and their offense is bad. They got, well, they got sweat now, dude. They're not yeah. bad. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> What do you got, Wes? I got the Saints by 14. I would take more points, but, you know, I just think Derek Carr will find a way to not – they should beat him by 28, but I think they'll only build by 14. So, Bears lose by 14. Yeah, unfortunately, I got the Saints by 10 as well. It could be more, but – the Saints haven't been super impressive on offense. Uh, their defense has been solid. And I, I just don't think the Bears are playing well right now as a team. Bad coaching, uh, bad play calling. There's no more. The morale is low. And believe it or not, like fields, losing fields made a big difference for them, you know, and you know, he may not have been perfect, but he was always good for for yards. And they just are struggling right now. So Tell can't go into New Orleans and win. Bandits is bad into the future, dude. Dude, I don't even know what mess what do you what message for? No, I forgot well, one and this is what I loved. It said well, Badgett just—he—he's such a great player. Fields doesn't even want to be there. When you look him on the sidelines, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Well, the comparisons. Look, and Badgett's not a bad backup. Like, I'll—I'll—I'll I'll I'll keep him as a backup as long as he wants to stay. Is he QB one? No, absolutely not. He's not. 
know, maybe someday, but not for the Bears. Because if we don't keep fields, we're not rolling with Badgett. <laughs> we don't keep fields or drafting a quarterback. So what what's the point, right? What if no, every okay. other what if every every other game, right? You get you get a starter, right? You get Fields back, you bench Fields for Badgett, he comes in as a backup wins, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rotate that. And Rotate so that. he's really he's not never a starter. He's coming off the bench. Winning games, right? You know, us Bears fans, we don't need Caleb Williams or Drake May. We've got no. Badgett. We got Badgett. No. No, it's yeah, they're just it's just a state of turmoil right now. I think they can come together as a team. No, but I don't want them to win a lot of games. Like at this point, why not tank? You know, even if you're not tanking for a quarterback, you're still getting good top five picks. Yeah. Stupid Panthers winning games doesn't I know. help. I know. I'm still confident in them getting the number one pick. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. West Seahawks at Ravens. This is a tough game. Yeah, it's a tough game. Um, just since Baltimore's playing at home, I'm taking the Ravens. Um, it needs to be close, but I'll take the Ravens by three. Yeah, I mean. I went back and forth with this one. I end up with the Ravens by three as well. Uh, it just, it, I mean, at home helps the Ravens a lot. But, you know, Seattle, five and two. Played against a good Cleveland defense last week. I don't, you know, the Ravens have been a little hit and miss. So, I mean, we'll see. They, if they play one of their normal games, they, they should win. So, I'm going to take the Ravens. Yeah, I'm back on the Ravens bandwagon here. They're favored by six. I mean, they destroyed the Lions, and then they kind of they they beat up the Cards, which you're supposed to do. So, I think they're starting to get their run going with the new offensive coordinator. I think it took a little time for them to start getting in. So, uh, taking the Ravens by, I'm going to take them by ten. Wow. Covering, huh? Yeah. Yep. Bucks at Texans. Oh, man. This is a tough one for me, too. I'm going to take the Bucks here. The Texans are very unpredictable, so they could come out and have a great game and win this easily. Um, but I think the Bucks need to win this game. Thank you. If you go three and five, you you really hurt your chances of competing for the rest of the season. Where if you go four and four, you never know what could happen in that division, right? They're in that kind of division where, I mean, three and five won't kill them, but four and four will put them in a much better position. So I think the Bucks have to win. So I'm taking the Bucks. Um, by by five, they'll cover. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks too. Spreads two and a half, Texans, because they're at home. You can't lose to the Panthers, and then that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> and then Baker, they they were on, weren't they on their bye last week? 
think uh, I think so. So that gives them time to rest, recharge. So I got the I got the Bucks winning by a field goal. Oh no, they weren't. They were on Thursday night. Remember, they, they lost the Bills. Oh right, but that was a close yeah. game. Or did they have a bye? No, they played against the Bills. Oh, the, the Bill, yeah, it was the yeah. Hail Mary at the end that could have right, been right, right. either way, right. pass interference on both teams. Yeah. So they do is they still have more time to prepare, though. Yeah. Wes, what do you got? Mm, I got the Texans by six. Swing game. Texans at home, so we need this one. I just think the Texas defense is going to come to play. Oh. Yeah, I mean, they're capable. It's they've just been so inconsistent this year. So that's the problem with the Texans. But they are at home. I think that's helpful. It's helpful for CJ Stroud. So that'll be a good swing game there. Um, yeah, so we got a couple swing games where Derek, we can make up some ground here on West. Uh let's see what do we got. The Colts at the Panthers. What do you got, Derek? For you, Steve, I got to take the Colts here. Got to <laughs> have the Panthers keep losing. The Colts are favored by two and a half. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is starting to get back into form. Yeah. So I got, I got the I got the Colts winning by touchdown. What do you think, Wes? Yeah, I'm taking the Colts too. Um, I think it's pretty much pretty not a very exciting game overall, just because of these teams are just kind of not going to go anywhere. But yeah, I think they just win by five. Yeah, I got the Colts by a touchdown here as well. Uh, the Colts are coming around a little bit. I think Minshew is an adequate quarterback. I won't say he's good. I won't say he's bad. He's adequate. And with Taylor playing better, their receivers are picking up. Downs is coming around a little bit. So, um, I don't know. Look out for the Colts. They might have a late season run here. So, I'm going to take the Colts. Uh, let's see. Giants at the Raiders. Wes, what do you got here? Um, since Danny DeVito is probably going to be playing, um, I'm going to go with, uh, the home team. I think, uh, they're going to come out and they're going to play a lot more free and offensively they'll fall to Adams. Well, I'll take the Raiders by 10. I mean, it's hard not to, right? I mean, even with the coaching change and O'Connell playing, the Giants just what a never would have thought this for the Giants at the beginning of the season. No, oh, and and one more thing about if the Giants do lose the Raiders, it's not going to be good for Dayball. 
there's going to be way too much noise if they lose the Raiders here after how dysfunctional they are. Yeah, it's like what is wrong with the Giants? What is wrong with Dale? Like, I mean, luckily he had such a good first season. He might we might get another one. Oh, yeah, he'll get it. Is New York though? Yeah, it he'll is get another one, but it's just like you're on you're you're getting oh, there. He, he he's definitely on the, he's on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat. Yeah, I know. You better win next year. It's New York, dude. You're on the hot seat like yeah. now. You got about four games next year. You better you better start <laughs> off good or you're gone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Raiders here. I think it's gonna be close just because both teams just don't look good right now. Uh so I'm gonna go with a close game. Raiders win at home, covering at least by three. Well, I'm pretty sure Daniel Jones is gonna be back for this game. Yeah, I think he is. <clears throat> but I'm still taking the Raiders because, yeah, they're going to play so free now, and they're going to be happy out there. And if you look, my gosh, think about that offense. Like, that's a Madden offense. If you could yeah. have Adams, Renfro, Myers, um, Michael Mayer, Josh Jacobs, right? But you gotta, you gotta have Jimmy Garoppolo though. <laughs> Raiden O'Connell. I'll take O'Connell any day. <laughs> so and the you know, the Giants traded Leonard Williams away. So they're right. kind of kind of packing in. So and Antonio Pierce is playing against his old team, right? The Giants. Yeah. Yeah, and Waller, I think, is done. He's turning it in and you know, yeah, he's hurt again. Faking a hamstring injury. Oh, I can't. That was the only thing Ziggler did right is trading Waller. Yeah, I mean that worked out, right? Yeah, yeah so Raiders by right. Raiders will score over twenty one points this game, <laughs> and they'll win by seven. Wow, that's a bold prediction. Their offense will <laughs> score twenty one points, not have like a prediction. defensive score. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Cowboys at Eagles. This is probably the game of the week. As far as toughness to pick, as well as like a game you want to watch. Eagles haven't looked great. Cowboys are the Cowboys. It's in Philadelphia. There's just so much ha- happening, but the Eagles are still 7-1. and one. And I don't trust Dak Prescott at all. So I'm sticking with the, the Eagles here. I think by six. I'm taking the Eagles too. They're more battle tested, I think. They've won games against good teams this year. They beat the Dolphins, you know. So and yeah, they've lost one game. So it's a home game too. So I'm taking the Eagles by seven. Yeah, yeah. last. I think the way AJ Brown's been playing, you know, he's been just playing lights out this season. Yeah. I think that just causes a matchup problem because even if you do, you focus on him, I think they could beat you many different ways. Uh, I think it'd be a close game. I'm taking the Eagles by four. Yeah. I mean, Cowboys defense still looks good, you know, and, the Eagles, as good as A.J. Brown looks, 
they haven't been blowing people out of the water, you know. I mean, AJ Brown almost has a thousand yards receiving already. Uh, but you look at the Eagles games, like just last week, for example, like you're in a close game with the Commanders. Commanders you know, always play tough, though. Commanders you always. Lose, you lose to the Jets. You you beat the Rams by nine. You you beat the Commanders again only by three. <laughs> Uh, week one, you struggle with the Patriots. The Vikings, you only win by six. I mean, the only team they significantly beat were the Dolphins and the Bucks. Yeah, you know. So, um, I think that that allows the Cowboys' defense to be in it. But yeah, I still can see Philly pulling the game out. All right, uh, let's see. Bills and Bengals. Here's another one. Uh, Derek, is that you? Yeah, I'm going to take uh, the Bengals. I think they're on a, their hot streak, and they seem to always have the Bills number. Plus, it's a home game for the Bengals. So I got them winning by eh, just covering, then just by three. Tough one. Yeah, Wes. Yeah, I got the Bengals too. Joey B's back, pretty normal, healthy. Um, Jamar Chase catching touchdowns and doing backflips, trying to say, you know what, Tyree, you can do a backflip too. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm top five here. So, uh, I think it'll be close. I say, Bengals by four. Man. Now you guys want to make me want to change my pick for a swing game. <laughs> oh, man, I got to roll with the Bengals, too. Can't change. Uh, I think the Bengals are are on their way back. And, they're, and the Bills are just, they're on the road. They're not great on the road. So I'm going to take the Bengals by a touchdown. Should be a good Sunday night football game, though. Yeah. All right, Monday night football, last game of the week. West Chargers at the Jets. Um, it's kind of tough for me. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna go with the Jets. Just because of defense and just because somehow the Chargers will find a way to screw up the game because their coach. Um yeah, I'm taking the Jets by uh field goal. Yeah, this is tough. Um mm -hmm. I I don't know. The Jets defense is good. But even against the Giants, they didn't look great. And the Giants are real bad. Man, I'm I'm tempted to go with the Jets, but I got to stay with my Chargers pick. I think the Chargers offense does enough to, to win the game in a close one. So I'm going to take the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Derek. 
the Jets needed to come back 24 seconds left in the game and come back and then go into overtime against a team that had negative nine yards passing. <laughs> so I their defense is great, but Herbert's not Danny DeVito. So <laughs> they got Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, Keenan Allen. Got to go with the Chargers here. I have the Chargers winning by seven. Wow, that's uh, that's three games we can make up on West right there. But then West wins those three games. He gets a, he goes out to a big lead. <laughs> so West is an important week. Uh, yeah, good picks this week. Should be a good week of football. I like a lot of the games that are up. Uh, a lot of interesting storylines happening. That should be fun. Uh, just kind of wrap up here with uh, podcast fantasy football. You know, Derek, that was a big win for you. Knocked me down into second place now. As Team Knight, the former champion, is just raging lately. Tons of points. Yeah. He's on a big winning streak. His team's scoring so much. Passed me in total points four. Um. Big Mike still winning <laughs> the league at six and two. Uh, team Invaders it's five and three. So West, you're right there. You gotta stay ahead of Derek. He's three and five now. West has got me by point one eight points. I'm three and five, and I've got yeah the fourth highest total points. Ridiculous. Well, and my sister got her first win. Yes, so. that was awesome. <laughs> so she she's uh she's like, I'll be happy just to get a win. Well, she got one. I'd be happy if she gets two wins. Yeah. One yeah. This week. yeah. I don't know. We'll see how my team plays. It didn't I made some bad mistakes, obviously taking out DeAndre Hopkins was dumb. Um but we'll see how this week goes. So I got Will Levis starting. Goff was on by. Fields is still hurt. Could have got like Baker or Heineke, I guess. We got Will Levis going. So fantasy's uh, got a little more interesting here. A lot of a lot of points being scored. A lot of big games out there. I think that's uh you imagine if uh big Mike had Justin Jefferson not on IR. <laughs> Steve would be unbeatable. Mm-hmm. It'd be crazy. Cool. All right, well, we'll wrap it up there. Uh good week in college football, good week in NFL. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and like if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, appreciate your listens. Uh, especially those Spotify people out there. Thanks for the, the listens and the impressions. Definitely going up there. So, And then All congratulations, right. Texas Rangers, on winning the World Series today. First time oh, ever. They, they win it today? I saw, yeah. I saw they were... Uh, 
went in there. Yep. Yep. So first Four games Texas. to one. Yep. Saw that. It's nice so to have a team that's never won before win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have we have NBA that started too, you know. So NBA season's in full full swing. So we'll see how that goes. Did you guys see the NBA tournament? Yeah. I saw that a couple months ago. So yeah, it starts this Friday. Right. I was, well, I was reading about that. That's crazy. That's cool so though. I like it. Dude, there's even a final four in Vegas in December. Yeah. We have the final That's four. Awesome. And a it's trophy cool. and like, dude, it's they got it yeah. all. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty sweet, you know. I think the NBA uh, needed something like that, shake it up a little bit. Most of the players will just not play. (laughs) Well, it's like it goes on their record, right? The the wins and losses counts on the team's record, overall record. And, like, every team's in the tournament. Mm -hmm. And it lasts for, like, two months almost, right? Or a month and a half? Well, it lasts for a month and a half. Yeah. About So it's a long one. It's that should be cool. Should be good to watch. We'll throw that in and see see how that goes in a in a December podcast. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. See you guys next time.